Good. Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Craig F. and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Um, today's date is Thursday, July 23rd, 2020. Um, today we're reading from the big book and we're on the, in the second, uh, the, the uh, forward of the second edition. <clears throat> on page uh, XX, um, and we're going to be reading the last two paragraphs uh, of that, and uh, it starts, alcohol being no respecter of, and through two paragraphs, and it ends to a, to a new freedom. Um, today's readers are Barbara P., Hoodie R., Nancy P., uh, for the 12 steps, we have Linda D. And for the 12 traditions, we have Marie D. The newcomer greeters, Vanita L. And the host of the second hour is Matt F. Um, the reference numbers for uh, yesterday for the 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting is 15,026. And for the 10 a.m. meeting is 15,000. And 27, 15027. Um, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We're self supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I'm now going to ask Linda D. to read the 12 steps. Linda? Good morning. This is Linda D., Covered Compulsive Overeater, Carolina. Number one, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol, that our lives become unmanageable. Two, we came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God if we understood him. Four, made a searching, fearless moral inventory Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, to a human being, the exact Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 
10. Continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for the knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to alcoholics and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you. I pass. Okay. Thank you very much. Next, I'm going to ask Marie D. to read the 12 Traditions. Good morning, Marie D. Grateful to be here. The 12 Traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted service, servants they do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group would never endorse finance or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA, as such, ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10. Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personality. And I pass. Hello. Craig, oh, sorry, I was muted. Thank you. Uh, how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We can read it, we read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing. What happened to the traditions? She read them. Um, Please don't interrupt. Um, Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topics. This this meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We're sharing what what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speaker, should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book uh, on page XX, uh, and uh, 
going to do read two paragraphs. Um, I'm now going to ask uh, Barbara Fee to begin reading. Good morning, everybody. This is Barbara P., recovered compulsive overeater in uh, the Atlanta area. Alcohol being no respecter of persons, we are an accurate cross-section of America, and in distant lands, the same democratic evening up process is now going on. By personal religious affiliation, we include Catholics, Protestants, Jews, Hindus, and a sprinkling of Muslims and Buddhists. More than 15% of us are women. At present, our membership is pyramiding at the rate of about 20% a year. So far, upon the total problem of several million actual and potential alcoholics in the world, we have made only a scratch. In all probability, we shall never be able to touch more than a fair fraction of the alcohol problem in all its ramifications. Upon therapy for the alcoholic himself, we surely have no monopoly. Yet is our great hope, it is our great hope that all those who have as yet found no answer may begin to find one in the pages of this book and will presently join us on the high road to a new freedom. So this this did speak to me this morning, and I don't know why, but it kept making me think about how often in my life I have looked for the differences rather than the similarities. So I've looked for why I didn't fit in, why it wasn't going to work for me, and and so on. Um, and you know, I thought about how I really had to, especially after a couple of decades in a way of still feeling that way in a way. I knew I was an addict, but still felt like, well, but I don't really fit in with this group or that group. It was it was just my brain. Where I do our similarity, it doesn't matter to me where you come from, rich, poor, white, black, religious uh, affiliation, none of that makes a difference. It is how I eat and how I think about food. And what struck me this morning was really how I think. And I don't think it's any mistake that they talk about, yeah, we have all these differences of where we come from and who might live, but we think the same way. And if I find myself thinking like an addict, like I do, what I really have to do is fit into this group. And I have to put aside my thinking. You know, years in a way, for me, I was still, there were years where I was not overeating, but I was still thinking about food, how not to have it, what to have, when to have it, how much to have of it, and then how not to eat it at a party, how not to do this. It it was such a, still a distraction. And although I thought I was in recovery, and I guess I was to what, what I had, I didn't have freedom. And that's, you'll notice, I mean, the last word in in the last paragraph is you will if if for those who have yet found no answer may begin to find one in the pages of this book and will presently join us on the high road to a new freedom and for me i found that in this book i found that through vision and the study of this book um, through sponsors and then i find it now through my sponsees every day and working with people in not splitting off from this group not splitting off from the pack i find this new freedom where food has taken somehow a rightful place and i don't honestly know how it happened other than following the directions in the book i think that's what they're really saying i mean while we have no monopoly I do. I feel like even if I'm coming back for anyone coming back at a relapse, 
try it. You know, that open mind, that set-aside prayer, let me do this differently. Let me have an open mind to trying something new. You know, and why not me? And the last thing I just want to say, I just I think about that, that herd, that pack. You know, I love these nature shows and my husband does and we're watching them all, you know, all the time. They're on the background in the TV. And you see the one little zebra start to wander from the herd and you know the lion's waiting in the wings. And you're thinking, no, don't go. Um, I don't want to be that zebra. I don't want you to be that zebra today. Like join the pack. And look for the similarities. And it's been an amazing journey for me. It's Food is not a distraction anymore. That was removed. Uh, and a day at a time, a day at a time, I just had to pick, and I continue to pick up the spiritual tools. And that is working with you all and staying on this road, this high road to freedom. Thanks. And with that, I'm going to pass. All right. Thank you, Barbara, for getting started. Um, I'm going to take names now to... Uh, for people to share, and we ask you if you've, uh, we, we appreciate everybody's input and share, so we ask you if you've shared in the last two days, that is uh, Tuesday or Wednesday, to hold back and let uh, other voices have an opportunity to uh, be heard. So who would like to share on the par- two paragraphs we just read? Nessa R. Nessa. Who was that? Sam S. All right. I heard Sam S. Uh, Vanita L. All right. And then I I missed somebody. Vanita L. I got you, Vanita. I missed somebody a minute ago. Um, All right. Cindy M. Cindy M. I've got you, Cindy. Did you get Nancy P, Chris? I got Nancy P. Here's who I have. I have Nessa uh, R. I have, uh, I think, Sam S. I, I, I'm sorry if that's not right. Did and you then, get me, uh, Greg Charles H.? Not yet. And uh, I have, um, then I missed somebody, and then I have Anita L., Nancy P., Cindy M., and Charles H. Any clue on who that was? I'm sorry, what? Elaine G, Florida. Elaine, all right. All right, well, I'm just going to go with this lineup and apologize to whoever it was I missed. Uh, Nessa, uh, Nessa R, please go ahead. Hi, good morning, Vision for you. This is Nessa R. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. The two concepts that really always get me uh, in this section are um, that we should find a solution in the pages of this book and the concept of new freedom. Um, I did find a solution uh, in the pages of this book after looking for uh, the easier, softer way for 46 years. And for me, the easier, softer way was something that would enable me to uh, eat everything I wanted, be thin, and not expend a lot of effort. And I didn't find that at all um, in the commercial diets, the nutritionists, the gyms, you know, the therapist offices, the doctors, um, the massage, you know, therapy, like, you know, anybody can increase the list of infinitum. 
Um, and I also didn't find that in the first nine years that I spent in the room, so the way, you know, going to 90 meetings in 90 days, um, making, you know, uh, 20 phone calls a day so I can uh, talk about the weather with three people, um, reading uh, a page every day of course from daily reader and writing in a journal about uh, how my life sucked. Um, I, I didn't. Uh, I tried uh, several different forms of OA. I went to like so many different meetings and I didn't find the answer at all, at all, until I found somebody uh, at a meeting um, in whom the program, uh, problem had been solved, who was very steeped in the principles of recovery and the principles um, of the big book. And she um, helped me put the food down, identify um, my triggers so that I could become entirely abstinent and that took me to the steps. And that brought me to a new freedom. Um, and I always focus on the word new. Because what's freedom? Freedom is freedom. You know, is it old freedom, new freedom, just plain Jane kind of freedom? Like why the qualifiers? And, you know, I always used to think that freedom was doing whatever I wanted, however I wanted, as much as I wanted, including eating what I wanted, whenever I wanted, and as much as I wanted. Um, and I found out that freedom is actually the um, absence of um, servitude. And I was a slave to, for the food. So whenever I was eating what I wanted, when I wanted, I wasn't really being free. I was actually being a slave, saving the little G God of food. Um, you know, and I found out this new freedom and what is real freedom? Freedom is when I make a promise to myself that I'm going to do something and then I actually do it. How many times in the past I promised on Monday I'm going to start my diet and this time is going to be for real. And come Tuesday, that was gone. How many times did I say, you know, uh, January 1st is going to be the beginning of the rest of my life. And January 2nd, that was gone. But now I say I'm going to do something, and I do it. I'm not going to eat sugar. I'm not going to eat flour. And I don't eat sugar, and I don't eat flour. You know, people call that restriction. I call it freedom because I can keep my promises to myself. And that is, to me, the litmus test of my new freedom. And um, with that, I pass. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much. All right, next up we have Sam S. Sam? Do I have that name right? Star hey, one to unmute. Hey, Craig, good morning. Sorry about that. This is Sam S., Recovered Compulsive Overeater from Bristol, Rhode Island. Okay, um, great. Sorry about that. <laughs> Um, so I really was drawn to the um, to the first words, alcohol being no respecter of persons. And, you know, for me, I need to remember that, you know, the food, like I, I was drawn to um, back in Bill's story where he says the alloy of food and speculation is like a boomerang that all but cuts me to ribbons. You know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if I, you know, um, it doesn't matter if I've worked this program. Food is never going to change. The disease is never going to change. It's never going to give me a pass if I'm upset and say, you know what, this time I'm going to give you that ease and comfort and I'm not going to take anything from you. And food makes these just outrageous promises. And, 
and it will it will try to just sneak in the disease will try to come in the lower power it's like a like a snake that just tries to whittle its way in and pretend that it's something that it's not and and what i love about this book in this solution is that this book is a consistent solution it's true it doesn't try to reinvent the wheel um, it doesn't say, oh, you only have to do six steps. Um, and it doesn't promise that my life is going to be rainbows and sunshine. It, it promises that I'm going to find a higher power that's going to be a rock and a foundation. And that even if I feel horrible, I can still be um, comforted in the fact that my higher power is there with me. And that's something that that food always tried to promise me was that it would be there for me and with me. And then the moment that I would have just succumbed to that as my higher power and bow down to that, it, it would, it would just leave me immediately with like suck me dry, like a vampire. So I'm really glad of this reminder that, you know, the food and the disease is no respecter of persons. It's not going to say, you know what, you've done these steps. Like I'll, you know, I'll just, I'll give you, I'll give you the sense of ease and comfort this one time. Don't worry about it. So, um, really glad to be here. Really glad to be in pain in the meet, in the meeting, but also still know that I have the solution in this book and that I can come and back to it. Every we're going to go back into the table. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Okay. We have somebody out there that's unmuted. If you check and make sure that it's not you. Something about going back under the table. Um, all right. Next up, we have Vanita L. Vanita. Good morning, everybody. Vanita L. Recovered um, compulsive overeater from the Atlanta area in Georgia. So I really appreciated Barbara's share, and I loved the analogy of the animal packs. And I was thinking about that, and I realized the pack that I grew up with was a pack you definitely wanted to venture off away from. <laughs> and I think that was a really healthy move. And then I was thinking, you know, Christ wasn't a Christian, and Buddha wasn't a Buddhist. And they ventured out on their own and found God, enlightenment, spiritual awakening on their own. So I think there's value in doing that. And then um, I totally agree that now I found vision. I, I knew I needed OA and I was sticking with it, but I felt like something wasn't working right. You know, the results I was seeing, there wasn't a lot of power in the program. And when I found vision for you and was helped to integrate into it by working the steps and doing it through the big book, um, I found freedom also. And now I want to hang with this pack because this is a good pack and this is a healthy pack. And um, I feel power here and I'm super grateful for my freedom. And I love you all. Thank you. Bye. Okay. Thank you. Um, next we have uh, Nancy P. Nancy? Hi. This is Nancy P. calling from Winston, Massachusetts. Good morning, everybody. Um, Thank you for your service, Greg. Um, so this, for me, is a really good reminder that um, it doesn't matter what I think of myself. I'm not special. 
And I tell every single one of my sponsees the same thing because in one way or another, they it's not that they give excuses or that, that I gave excuses. I had reasons why um, I couldn't work this program the way that it's laid out in this book. Um, and mostly they were false reasons that were products of my own twisted thinking. Um, but, you know, alcohol is no respecter <clears throat> of what I think. doesn't matter. Doesn't matter how much money I make, where I live, anything, or, you know, race, color, or creed, nothing. And um, it will get me. Food will get me. It has. It had gotten me. And what they're saying is, I loved what another speaker was saying about how there's no new way to, you know, the book is consistent, except, you know, in the in the dark of the thing, it talks about a new epoch in the annals of alcohol treatment of alcoholism, and that happened 100 years ago. Um, or almost um, 80 years ago, 80 years ago. So, so this is our new way. You know, it's 80 years old. This is our new way of treating ourselves. And if, if consequence, promise, and threat, if I will surrender, then I get what exactly what it says and what it, it explains it here. Um, yet, it is our great hope that all those who have yet found no answer may begin to find one on the pages of this book and will presently join us on the high road to a new freedom. I mean, how can you, how can I, on reading that, say that I've gotten anything other than that? I mean, whatever you want to say, rocket it into a fourth dimension, but really I'm, I'm among fellows. I'm not special. I'm the same as everybody else. Once I worked this book, you know, read this book and worked the steps exactly as they said, in the order that they say, they couldn't start at the end and back fill like I always wanted to. Um, once I did it the way that it was supposed to be done, I got what they promised. And I couldn't be happier. I mean, exactly what they say. You know, my life should be, you know, near CP, just exactly what it says in the book. The end. That's what I've gotten. And with that, I'll pass. Okay. Thank you, Nancy. Next, we have uh, Cindy M. Cindy? Cindy? Sorry, it took me a minute to get unmuted. Um, Yeah, I really like how way back there were all these different religions already um, represented in in Alcoholics Anonymous and that, um, that they were no respecter of any specific religion or any specific doctrine of religion, and they accepted everyone. And I, <clears throat> before I got into 12-step programs, I was extremely, um, I guess, prejudiced um, of the, against even religions of my own background, like, you know, splits off of the different um uh, faith, whatever, you know, I, I judged everybody and I just, I just thought I had the answer that my specific part of that religion had it right. And that all the other splits off of it had it wrong. And, um, I was so close minded. I, I never thought of that as a prejudice. I just thought I was right. And so when I got into the rooms, I discovered and loved 
the idea that we are all we are all the same. Nobody has the corner on the truth about religion or about who God is that that can be put aside and totally we can we can just really like dig into what what we believe for ourselves that I didn't need to tell anyone else the truth about it you know God could represent himself just fine <laughs> and in many ways because we're all so different in our in our growing up in our culture in you know just what we um, have been exposed to and so the God of my understanding is all inclusive and I love it that that was that way way back then that this foundation of this program is finding a power greater than yourself and you know that God is huge and and all-inclusive and I don't have to define it I've heard it said that if I can define it it probably is too small and so I'm so grateful that that you guys have introduced me to this that I can grasp onto it and um, and find identification here no matter what I believe about God and um, and all I have to do is believe something. And so thank you for listening. Thanks for your service, Craig, and everyone on this call. And okay, I thank you. Thank you, Cindy. All right, next up we have Charles. Charles H. Thank you. Thank you very much, Craig. Um, you know, I, I was that, that person... Uh, and, and, and I know you didn't hear me because I know I know you. You love me, and I love you the same. Um, I know it's the new norm to be placed in the back, but I am used to that. And <laughs> I want to drill down on where it says a sprinkling of Muslim. Um, that that hit me hard in, in between the eyes. And, and and for me, some of that is because um, of preconceived notion. You know. Um, being a being an African American, um, I know that me I, I don't represent the whole race, um, but I know that that as a black man I am oversensitive, I am selfish, dishonest, resentful, self-absorbed, and self-seeking, and I take things personal too much, and that's why that's why these ten steps to me mean so much, and that's why I love the the first share. That's why the set aside prayer means so much you know preconceived notions we talked about that in we agnostic where you know skepticism and you know this and that and 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 you know taking things personal you know uh i i i i questioned what like i questioned myself i said you know what charles if you say that you're not selfish dishonest resentful and afraid on a daily basis why are you doing 11-step reviews because God don't have to do no inventory. I got to do inventory because I feel some type of way. And I think maybe it was a sprinkling of Muslims and, and, um, back then and maybe today too because we're oversensitive. You know, some people are oversensitive. I mean, I, I look at it on the line now. Why is, there not, why is there not much diversity? Because of oversensitivity? Because of preconceived notions? 
because we feel some type of way because somebody said something, we got slighted. But, you know, I got to set that aside because guess what? I, my, you know, people I know around me in my community are dying every single day because of preconceived notions, dying every single day because food is love in my community. And it took a while for me and Overeaters Anonymous to realize that. It's not just, it's not just Muslims. I, that's where I identify. A lot of Catholics dying, a lot of Jews dying, everybody, a lot of everybody is dying. But if I could set aside what I think I know, and you know what? It, it only takes a resentment and maybe even a cup of coffee to start something to make a new platform for others to feel comfortable to share. So with that, I pass. Thank you. Okay, Charles, thank you. Next up, we have Elaine G. Elaine? Elaine, star one. Can you hear me? I can now. Okay, I don't know what happened. Thank you. So, so good morning, and thank you for your service. As, as I reflect upon these two paragraphs, the thing that jumped out at me was that they talk about this as being a road and that, it's, and that we're traveling. And what came to mind was Robert Frost's poem where he talks about the road that's diverged in the wood and whereby he takes the road that's less traveled. And here when they talk about the AA program at that time, they acknowledge that they're just scratching the surface of how many people need in their lives help. And they also acknowledge that in reality, they know they're not going to get everybody because there are so many. So for me, that's a statement of honesty on the part of the founders. And it also makes me realize that because of the amount of time it took for me to get here, the road has always been there. I just didn't see it or I saw it and I took the other road. And now I'm at a place, finally, thank, thank my higher power for that, where I'm on the right road. And when you look at the last word where it says a new freedom, freedom is a state of not being imprisoned. You, and a synonym for that also came up as being deliverance. And, and this disease is something to be delivered from. And, it, and the freedom that is attainable, and it's only attainable because we have this guide and we have people like yourselves who are listening this morning that we can depend upon. So I'm so grateful for everybody that's on here. I thank you again for your service and thank you for allowing me to share. Okay, thank you. Um, next, we're going to take another list of names. Again, I ask you if you uh, have uh, shared in the last two days that you uh, hold back and allow some uh, other voices to be heard. So um, with that, who would like to share on these two paragraphs Liz on page? the UK. I'm sorry. I wasn't quite done. Liz on these two in the UK. Sorry. All right. Well, on these two paragraphs on page XX, um, and was that Faith in the UK? Liz in the UK. Liz, okay. 
Linda D. Linda D. All right. Christine W. in New Jersey. Christine W. New Jersey. Leah S. Leah? Yes. S, gotcha. All right. Who else? Who else? Anybody Kim T. Denver. Kim T. Kim T. Denver. All right. Thanks, Kim. Heidi L. Toronto. Karen T. I'm sorry. Will you give that to me again? Karen T. Thanks, Karen. How about one more? Whitney C. Whitney C. Gotcha, Whitney. All right. Let's uh, get started. Liz in the UK. You're up. Hi, Liz E. from Bristol, UK. Uh, thank you to everybody doing service here today. It's just amazing. And I just wanted to speak up and share because I'm having a tricky day. And so getting out and sharing is really is part of my action. I love this sentence. Our great hope that all of those who have as yet found no answer may begin to find one in these pages of this book. And for me, I have recently found a vision for you, and it has transformed my life. And, you know, I have hope today. And I just want to ex- share my experience, strength, and hope to any newcomers who might be here today that um, there is absolutely hope in this book. And there is a new freedom available to all of us. Um, but it needs work. And you have to go on the high road. And going on a high road can be a bit tricky. I'm thinking of going on some high roads in mountains and things where it's a single track. But it, it is just so worth it. And um, I'm just really grateful for this fellowship and um, the freedom that I am finding and the relationships and the resources in the amazing fellows and my amazing sponsor. So I'll leave it there on our path. Thank you. Okay. Thank you very much. Next up we have um, Linda D. Linda, you're up. Linda, star one to unmute. Hi, this is Linda G. Can I be heard now? Yes. I'm sorry. Having trouble with the thumbs this morning. This is Linda D. from North Carolina. I'm calling in from Virginia this morning. Um, the last sentence in this paragraph 
we hope that people who have just have yet found no answer may begin to find in one of the pages of this book an answer and presently join us on the high road to a new freedom. You know, I was thinking about the concept of freedom, the new freedom, and I heard some wonderful shares on that this morning, what that means to folks. This says, join us on the road to freedom. It doesn't say, join us at the destiny of freedom. Uh, it it reminds me, and as has been mentioned earlier, that it's still a road that we're, I'm moving toward that goal every single day that I still do have each day, as, as most humans do, um, resentments and fears that um, now the difference is the freedom that I have is not that I'm free from resentment and fear. I certainly feel it a lot less than I used to. Um, but I have a way out. And that's the freedom. I was a slave to my own lies. I couldn't distinguish the true from the false. It's almost as if I wasn't responsible for that because really I didn't know the difference. How could I practice a life that was different if I didn't know the difference between true and false in my own life? So the most important freedom that I've gained from working the steps is that I have, I have a key. I have a key to the bar, that, that jail cell now. It's the freedom of bondage to myself, to my own egotistical, self-centered nature and thoughts, and the dishonesty that always comes riding in along with the resentment and fear that I can take a look at when I do my 10th step. I can look at it and say, what, what's the truth about this situation? What's the lie I'm telling myself? I lie to myself when I tell myself, X, Y, or Z. And once I'm able to look at that other side of that coin, I'm free. So it's a process of freeing myself every single day, every moment of every day. And and that's the new freedom that I enjoy. And I, I hope others have the same and, and even more. So with that, I pass. Okay. Thank you very much. Next we have Christine Deb- Christina Debia in New Jersey. Christine? Hi, this is Christine W. from New Jersey. Thank you, Craig, for leading this morning, and thank you, everybody, for sharing. Such great sharing. Um, I am so grateful to be part of an organization like the 12-step uh, program of Overeaters Anonymous, which is built to be open to all people, um, you know, now that we're facing the issues of uh, systemic racism and a lot of uh, areas of life, I'm taking a training on climate change and learning how uh, disproportionately low income and special populations are affected. I had to share. Excuse that me, but these are, these are outside issues. These are outside issues that shouldn't be discussed here. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, so, so my point was that we have special meetings, um, men's meetings, um, meetings for special populations, um, and I'm so glad that everyone feels welcome in a way and everyone has the same chance for recovery um, because it's, um, you know, it's, it's open to everyone. It's built that way. And uh, I apologize and I will uh, finish there. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Um, 
Next up, we have uh, Leah S. Leah? Thank you very much, Craig. This is Leah S., recovered and grateful in Brooklyn, New York. There's so much in this last paragraph that I can't begin to say. Okay, I want to to speak about our membership is pyramiding at a rate of about 20% a year. Um, You know, this this program is so attractive, and and, um, we don't preach the promotion about it, but there are so many... Uh, pluses to this program there are even more than we can ever i could ever imagine and i'll stop at that and then i'm going to go to the uh, sentence where it starts yet it is our great hope that all who have not yet found the answer and that means to me everyone is eligible to join this program All that you need is the true desire to stop eating compulsively. That is it. That is it. It is simple. And um, that is how my program is, simple. There are no uh, who knows what, you know, uh, secrets to this. The the steps are very, very simple. This book is um, explained very thoroughly. And then one more thing that I want to touch upon is the high road to a new freedom. What is the high road? I come from a very resentful person, a very cynical person. I would never in my life have believed what has happened to me. You no longer... There's, it doesn't any bother me anymore if you yell. It doesn't, I mean, it bothers me, but I understand what and how. I'm so sorry the way I worded it before. It, it matters to me how I respond, not how I retaliate, because retaliate was my, was my motto, was my everything. What is really freedom? What is really freedom? It's not only the food. It's the entire who is Leia and what is Leia today. This is like an unbelievable miracle. And with that, I will pass. Thank you. Okay, Leia, thank you. Next, we have Kim T. from Denver. Kim T., you're up. Good morning. This is Kim T., recovered, commercial reader in Denver. Um, Yeah, thank you for your service today. Thank you, Craig and everyone else. This paragraph, these paragraphs, but especially the last one, has just been eye-opening for me how I would never call myself a prejudiced person. And yet I have so many prejudices in me that one more time the program is unveiling and uncovering different aspects of my personality that I've just covered up for so long with mostly compulsive overeating, but also a lot of other compulsive behavior. And today I'm, I can, and I can actually say I'm grateful today that I'm seeing these things. I'm working 10 steps on them. I'm giving those 10 steps uh, to my fellows, I'm getting direction. It's 
and God is just working miracles in my life. So, yeah, I'm just really, really grateful. The line, many lines stuck out for me, but we surely have no monopoly. And I'm the type of person that if I find something that works for me throughout my life, whether it was a certain diet or a certain item of clothing or a certain way to exercise, I tell everybody and that was the only way to do it and blah, 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 blah. And that that's very tiresome. And now to be given that freedom within OA is beautiful because when I came back to OA after being gone for 10 years, um, I came back in October and I wanted to tell everybody, you know, vision was the only way and so on and so forth. And everybody's got to find their own path. And it just for the, the humility of the founders to write that, that they have no monopoly, I have to remember that. Um, also, um, what many people have mentioned, the high road to a new freedom. And today, moment by moment, day by day, I am finding new freedoms in my life that I could not have even articulated to you a month, two months, six months ago. It's just been amazing. So hang on for the ride and join us on this high road to new freedom. I pass. Okay. Thank you very much, Kim. Next we have, uh, I think it's Heidi L. from Toronto. Is that correct? Hi there. This is Heidi from Toronto. And, uh-huh. um, I actually thought you didn't hear me, so I was—I I thought that I wasn't going to be sharing, and I'm really happy that I can. I haven't formulated any thoughts, so um, I'm just really grateful. And I've been—actually, what I wanted to say was I've been away from this meeting for a couple of, for about a week or so. I was on a fam- trip with my family and didn't have access to a landline, and it's just as I got on the phone this morning— and as I dialed the number, and as I heard the welcome to the conference call, and I put in my number, I thought, this is a much better way to start my day than any other way. So thanks to all of you for being there all over the world and uh, helping me to start my day here in Toronto on my little couch on a rainy day. And I'm grateful to you all, and thank you. Okay, thanks. Next, we have Karen T. Karen? Hello, this is Karen T. from New Orleans. I'm a recovered compulsive reader and so grateful to be here on the line this morning. I wanted to talk about the sentence, upon therapy for the alcoholic himself, we surely have no monopoly. Other people have said it, but I totally agree. It's very humbling thing to say that, you know, we we have a way that works for us, may not work for everyone. It's a, not a, it's a suggested program. I just heard this recently. I love it. It's the whole program. You can suggest the whole program, but you're not suggesting that you take part of the program. Um, but we have no monopoly on how to recover from compulsive eating. But I do think that our way, the way of the 12 steps, do lead us to this new freedom. 
and do lift us up on a higher road. And um, that is why I have chosen this way of recovering from my awful, awful food problems because I now am free. I am now recovered uh, because of the grace of God and because of this psychic change that these steps lead us to. My problem has been solved because of the work and the suggestive program of recovery. So it's a high road and I love a new freedom, but I am not, it's not the only way. Our job is to lay out the kit of spiritual tools and some people pick it up and some won't. But um, I just love Overeaters Anonymous and I love this meeting and I'm so grateful. And thank you to everyone who has done service today on this team Thursday. With that, I pass. Okay, thank you. Next, and we have Whitney and uh, I didn't get a last initial. Whitney? Yeah, you'll need to speak up, Whitney. Hi, I'm Whitney C. from Northern California. May I be heard? Yes, now you can. Thank you. Hi, um, gratefully, and I'm so excited to announce that I am recovered. Um, uh, my sponsor shared with me yesterday that I'm now ready to go ahead and announce that and that I would be ready for sponsorship. And I just really love this passage. And the part that I identified with was that to those who had yet found no answer, and I have chased this, the answers to compulsive overeating, and I was led into incomprehensible demoralization in this disease to find those answers that were self, that were not sufficient. And it is in the pages, my experience, that in the pages of this book, I found a new freedom. And, um, you know, I, on the 27th of April, found myself in the epidemic where I was, had suicidal ideation because of this disease and the depths of depravity that I found myself in when I was eating against my will. And it is through this pages of this book that I just returned from a vacation with my husband to celebrate our nine-year anniversary. And I have never felt more at peace and hopeful and excited because I'm no longer alone. In this pages of this book, I have found access to a loving and caring higher power God that has made and starting to transform relationships. And my life has truly been made anew. And I'm nervous to share on the line, but... I hope you can hear the the joy in my life has been fully transformed. Um, My husband said that he feels like he's witnessing the phoenix rising, and that's not me. The things that I've been able to do because of the pages, the answer that I found in this book, which is the access to my higher power, a loving God who has me in any situation, and that is the greatest gift that's ever been given to me. So people are asking, what am I doing? What, what's happening? And I, I share where I found the answer with 
without reser- reservation if, if this situation presents in any way. That's all I have to share. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Um, and um, thank you to everyone who shared today. Uh, please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. Um, the share ID for the meeting that's just concluding is um, 15,033-15033. We're now going to close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will uh, Hoodie R. um, uh, please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only through Keep You Until Then. Hoodie? Certainly, Craig. This is Hoodie R., and thank you so much for your service. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you tread the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.